this meeting will come to order. Welcome to the March 8 meeting of the uh, Budget and Finance Committee. I'm Supervisor Connie Chan, Chair of the Committee. I'm joined by Vice Chair Supervisor Rafael Mendelman and shortly by Supervisor Asha Safayi. Our clerk is Brent Halipa. I would like to thank uh, Kalina Mendoza for SFGov TV for broadcasting this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcement? Thank you, Madam Chair. Just a friendly reminder for those in attendance to make sure to silence all cell phones and electronic devices so as not to interrupt our proceedings here in the chamber. The Board of Supervisors and its committees are convening hybrid meetings that allow in-person attendance and public comment while still providing remote access and public comment via telephone. The Board recognizes that equitable public access is essential and will be taking public comment as follows. First, public comment will be taken on each item on the agenda. Those attending in person will be allowed to speak first and then we will take those waiting on the telephone line. For those watching either channels 26, 28, 78 or 99 and sfgovtv.org, the public call comment call in number is streaming across the screen. That number is 415-655-0001. Again, that's 415-655-0001 and enter the meeting ID of 2497-903-8774. Then pound and pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, those joining us in person should line up to speak, and those on the telephone should dial star three to be added to the speaker line. If you're on your telephone, please remember to turn down your TV and all listening devices you may be using, and each speaker will be allowed up to two minutes to speak unless otherwise stated. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing in either of the following ways. Email them to myself, the Budget and Finance Committee Clerk, at brent.jalipa uh, at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and also included as part of the official file. You may also send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall. That's the one, Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, Room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. And finally, Madam Chair, items acted upon today are expected to appear on the Board of Supervisors agenda of March 14th, unless otherwise stated. Thanks. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. And uh, before we call item number one, I would like to uh, just kind of remind everyone that we have budget and legislative analyst reports for items three, four, and five, which is a total of three items. And for those items, we'll have department presentation first and followed by the budget and legislative analyst report. Um, and then we'll take public comments and questions. Um, Mr. Clerk, please call item number one. Yes, item number one is a resolution retroactively authorizing the Recreation and Park Department to accept and expend the Priority Conservation Area Grant in the amount of 194000 from the Metropolitan Transportation Commission to implement the McLaren Park and Neighborhood Connections Planning Study and retroactively uh, approve the grant terms and conditions for the term of January 1st, 2022 through December 30th, 2025. Members of the public are joining us remotely and wish to comment on this resolution. Please call 415. 655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2497903-8774 and then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand and when the system indicates you have been unmuted, that will be your signal to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Today we have Tony Moran, from uh, analyst from Rec and Park, Capital and Planning Division. Thank you. Good morning. Um, 
Chairperson <laughs> Chang and committee members. Um, the resolution you have before you is um, to apply for, um, to accept and expand a, a priority conservation area grant and to enter into a grant agreement retroactively. The department applied for the priority conservation area grant in 2019. The project um, will improve connections within McLaren Park and also connections from the community to McLaren Park. It is a planning project. The grant was awarded in 2020 and the grant was appropriated in the 2021-2022 budget, which was uh, approved by the Board of Supervisors. In late 2022, uh, we became aware that the grant amount that was appropriated was 130,000 when in fact the grant was 494 thousand dollars. Because of the difference between the grant appropriation and the actual award, the controller's office recommended that we um, come to the Board of Supervisors with an accept and expand resol resolution. Um, this resolution is basically intended to correct the appropriation, um, the budget appropriation to the correct amount of $194,000. It is a retroactive action because we did start work in 2022 on this project and we entered into agreement um, just a couple of months ago uh, to keep the project rolling. Um, I'm available to answer any questions you may have. Thank you, I think um, you submitted, so for all items don't, coming through budget committee, we have always asked for, especially for retroactive items, we have asked for an, you know, a memo and explanation, but I think that uh, the one that you submitted was not what you just said. So you know, if you could update that, just before we go to full board so that the board actually has a correct information about why it's retroactive because it sounds to me that it was part of the budget. It was, you know, it was approved, but the dollar amount was inaccurate. Therefore, you're coming back for the remainder, uh, remainder of, the, of the dollar amount for the total grant that you receive, uh, which we appreciate. Um, so thank you. If you could update the memo before. Oh, uh, certainly. Tuesday. I will update that memo to reflect pretty much the presentation I gave you. Perfect, I appreciate that. Thank you, and uh, seeing no other questions, um, Mr. Clerk, please open this to public comment. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Members of the public who wish to speak on this item and joining us in person should line up now. Uh, right along the curtains, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-903-8774, then press pound twice, once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, uh, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and there'll be your signal to begin your comments. Seeing no in-person speakers here in the chamber, uh, Mr. Hsu, can you unmute our caller, please? Hello, caller, we hear you. Okay, this is what I want to say to the Budget and Finance Committee. This presentation, any way you look at it, does not reflect what the community needs to know. Let me say that McLaren Park is a gem that hasn't been treated in the way it should have. McLaren is the person who created Golden Gate Park. And this, uh, this park in the Portola District is named after him, and we had many volunteers for many, many years who did their best to have this park uh, made safe, which in recent years 
is prone to all sorts of crime. But the bottom line is this, we the people have to know how our taxpayers' money is spent. So this was uh, approved in 2020, and now we are in 2023, and we still don't get a very clear picture as line item by line item how the money is going to be spent. This, uh, kind of, this, this kind of shenanigans happened with the urban alchemy and with Westside. It's the same. We need line item. How is the money going to be spent? And the city attorney should be paying attention instead of having a sidebar over there. Thank you very much. Thank you, Francisco DeCosta, for your comments. Um, Madam Chair, that does complete our queue. Thank you. Seeing no more public comments, public comment is now. Oh, I was just wondering if it is at all possible for the, uh, well, first I should preface my remark by saying um, uh, just coming up here, I saw a nice digital advertisement uh, in the tunnel uh, at Civic Center. But, um, and I saw a nice um, advertisement going up in uh, near the um, Chinatown uh, tunnel, a digital ad. So I wanted to say, um, is it at all possible for the city to um, increase revenue in general by seeking to maximize advertising opportunities at Muni and BART stations by advertising on buildings, um, tunnels, I'm sorry, Speaker, I am, uh, I'm pausing your time. Um, as, a, as a committee, we can only accept public comment on the item that is uh, currently called. So if you can direct your, if you have any comments at all about the accept and expand regarding, um, you know, okay. with, with Rec Park. Madam Chair, that completes your queue. Thank you. Seeing no more both in-person and online public comments, public comment is now closed. Supervisor, Vice Chair Mandelman. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd like to be added as a co-sponsor. Noted, Mr. Vice Chair. Thank you. <laughs> Supervisor Safai, you have something to say? He's one of the co-sponsors. <laughs> okay. Stay out of my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, thank you, and uh, I would like to move this item to full board with positive recommendation. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. On that motion to forward this resolution to the full board with a positive recommendation. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. Member Safai. Safai, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. We have three ayes. Thank you. Uh, this motion passes. Mr. Clerk, please call item number two. Yes, item number two. Is a resolution retroactively authorizing the Port of San Francisco to accept and expend a grant in the amount of approximately 796000 from the San Francisco Bay Restoration Authority to fund the Herons Head Park Shoreline Resilience Project from January 2023 through December uh, 2033 and to authorize the port executive director to enter into amendments or modifications to the agreement that do not materially increase the obligations or liabilities to the city and are necessary to effectuate the purposes of the agreement or this resolution. 
Members of the public who are joining us remotely and wish to comment, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2497903-8774, then press pound twice. Once connected to the meeting, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand, and when the system indicates you have been unmuted, there will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, and today this item we have a uh, online presentation by Carol Bach, Environmental Affairs Manager, uh, and Deli Dunham, uh, Manager of Special Project from the San Francisco Port. Uh, good morning, Supervisors. Daly Dunham with the Port. Uh, my colleague, Carol Bach, the Port's Environmental Affairs Manager, will follow with a short presentation, but before that, after having consulted with the clerk's office, the port would like to respectfully request a floor amendment on this item, removing the designation as retroactive. Um, the start date of January 2023 was, was uh, inadvertently listed as the start of the performance period when it was really our anticipated start date. But in terms of the grant agreement itself, the performance period starts upon final approval of the board. So... Um, I can list the two two lines. It would be to strike the term retroactively from lines one and three and to substitute on line five the word January 2023 for those two words with final board approval. Great. Thank you. Will you be present any just at least a summary of the project and... Oh, sorry, yes, Carol's going to follow me now with uh, project details. Thank you. You're muted, Carol. Yes, Ms. Bacher, you're still on mute. And start over. Uh, closing this. Okay, can you hear me and see my screen? Yes, thank you. Great, sorry about that. Um, good morning, Supervisors. I'm Carol Bach. I'm the Port's Environmental Affairs Manager, and I'm here this morning to request authorization to accept and expend uh, a grant in the amount of $796,000 from the San Francisco Bay Restoration Authority to support the Herons Head Park Shoreline Resilience Project. Uh, since the port enhanced tidal wetland habitat and constructed Heron's Head Park 23 years ago, subsidence, erosion, and infestation by invasive species have reduced the size and habitat quality of the wetlands at Heron's Head Park. The port recently constructed a coarse material beach um, similar to the image shown here, that will stabilize the shoreline and protect the wetlands behind it 
and enable the shoreline to adapt to sea level rise through approximately 2050. Another overall goal of the project is to restore native wetland habitat and create youth employment opportunities in that element of the project. Ongoing tidal marsh habitat stewardship will enable continued youth employment. The wetland restoration and youth employment element of the project has to date been funded by the San Francisco Bay Restoration Authority, which is distributing funds generated by Regional Measure AA of 2016. We are also required by the permits that were issued enabling us to construct the project to monitor the physical and ecological performance of the project for 10 years. So today I'm requesting authorization to accept and expend what would be the second of two grants from the San Francisco Bay Restoration Authority to the port. The first was $297,000 for two years of wetland restoration. And the second is the proposed award of $796,000 for 10 years of post-construction monitoring. Grant terms include and conditions include a 10-year term, a requirement to maintain the improvements through the grant term, indemnification and insurance provisions, and a requirement to acknowledge funding from the San Francisco Bay Restoration Authority. That concludes my presentation. Thank you. Seeing no questions from the roster, so Mr. Clerk, could we please call public comment? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-903-8774, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star 3 to enter the speaker line. And if you're already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your signal to begin your comments. Seeing no in-person speakers here in the chamber, uh, Mr. Hsu, can you uh, unmute or call her, please? So what I want to tell the San Francisco Port Authority, and uh, Carol knows this uh, from an earlier time, we need uh, to get uh, soil samples by drilling uh, uh, all, over the, all over this place because at one time the Navy dredged and put the soil on this uh, land, which was once a pier that fell in a dis disrepair. So uh, another thing is, we just can't come here on the, and the agenda says retroactive, uh, retroactive. So what about a notice given to the citizens? Some of us pay attention to this. We just can't come here and uh, restore, uh, uh, change the language. Oh, I'm going to uh, put this word or that word and make it happen. Now, if, the, if this uh, Budget and Finance Committee wants to rubber stamp this type of behavior, 
uh, it's going to come up uh, for adjudication sooner than later. So the port has to be told, this land is toxic land. We shouldn't be taking children over there. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. And we need an environmental report, a thorough environmental report where this, there's drilling done, soil samples taken, and all of us are sure that everything's okay. Now the dredge that the Navy put on the land had elements of uh, radioactive elements. The speaker's time has expired. Sorry to cut anybody off, uh, but thank you, Francisco de Costa, for your comments. And Madam Chair, that completes our queue. Thank you. Seeing no more public comments, public comment is now closed. Vice Chair Mandelman. Thank you, Madam Chair. I would like to be added as a co-sponsor. Thank you. And Supervisor Safa, you would like to be added as a co-sponsor as well. With that, um, Mr. Clerk, uh, I would like to move this item to football with positive recommendation. Please call the roll. Uh, Madam Chair, there was uh, there oh, was a request amendment. Oh, sorry. Uh, I would like to make the motion to amend. I, I'm going to do it all in one motion. I would like to make the motion to amend uh, as suggested and uh, recommended by the San Francisco Port, which is to remove the word retroactive and retroactively from the short and long titles on page one, lines one and three, and then amend the language to reflect that the program will begin after the board's approval in the long title. And with that, uh, to send the amended version to full board with positive recommendation. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. On that motion to strike retroactive language and to define the start of the performance period as upon approval of the resolution throughout the legislation and to forward that resolution to the full board with a positive recommendation as amended. Vice Chair Mandelman, Mandelman, aye. Member Safai, Safai, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. We have three ayes. Thank you. Much appreciated. And uh, Mr. Clerk, let's call item number three. Yes, item number three is a resolution approving and authorizing the director of property on behalf of the city's Department of Administration's Repro Mail Services to execute a lease amendment extending the term for five years for continued use of office space of real property located at uh, 110 12th Street and 101 South Van Ness LLC for continued use of approximately uh, 10.5 thousand square feet have office space at the base rent of approximately 454,000 per year with 3% annual rent increases beginning February 1st, 2024 for an extended term commencing February 1st, 2023 and expiring on January 31st, 2028 and authorizing the director of property to execute any amendments to the lease, make certain modifications and take certain actions that do not materially increase the obligations or, or liabilities to the city uh, do not materially decrease the benefits to the city and are necessary or advisable to effectuate the purpose of the lease or this resolution. Members of the public who are joining us remotely and wish to comment, uh, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-903-8774, then press pound twice. Uh, once connected to the meeting, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. A prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand, and when the system indicates you have been unmuted, that will be your signal to begin your comments. Madam Chair. 
Thank you, Mr. Clerk. I heard that uh, Director and and uh, Pinnick was is sick today, and I'm sorry to hear that, and hope he feels better. But today we also have Claudia Gorham, uh, Deputy Managing Director from Real Estate Division. Uh, really, thank you for being here today. And then after your presentation, we will have the BLA report. Thank Please you, go ahead. Um, Chair Chan. Good morning. Um, before you is a lease amendment resolution extending the Department of Administration's repo mail services term uh, for five years. It's located at 110 12th Street or 101 South NS. Um, the original lease was approved by the board in 12, 2012 and commenced on February 1st, 2013 for a 10-year term. The lease at that time had two five-year options to renew. This would be the first of the five-year options. Repo Mail is the go-to for city departments for all their design, print, and mail service needs. Um, Repo Mail currently has 20 staff, and they occupy the entire two-story building and the fence parking lot that, that is adjacent to it. Repo Mail desires to extend its lease at this location because the facility is close to the Civic Center and the... Uh, majority of the city departments that it serves. Um, it has a loading dock for their trucks and parking for their trucks and vans for deliveries. And the at the time of the move-in, the original move-in, it was upgraded to meet all of their power needs. Um, they require additional power than what the building had. Uh, the tenant is currently on holdover at the base rent um, as prior to the holdover, which is $44.05 a square foot. If approved, uh, the new term base rent will start at $43.43 with annual adjustments of 3%. Um, this is below the quarter four 2022 Van S quarter office average and well below um, the overall city average, which at that point of December, at the end of December 2022 of $78. Um, the 3% adjustments are less than the 4% that is required in the lease. The base rent was a negotiated rent uh, based upon both the city's appraisal and the landlord's appraisal, and then the basic split of both. Um, all other terms will remain the same. We ask for your positive recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Chair Chan, members of the committee. Dan Goncher with the Budget and Legislative Analyst Office. <clears throat> The proposed uh, item three is a proposed resolution that would retroactively authorize a lease amendment between the city and 101 South Van Ness LLC for the entire building located at 110 12th Street used by the city's reprimail services for an, ad an additional five years from February 1st of this year to January 31st of 2028 at the base rent of $454,668.67 in the first year with annual 3% rent increases starting February 1st of next year. The original lease was dated November 15th, 2012, included a 10-year term commencing on February 1st, 2013, and ended on January 31st, 2023, with two five-year options to extend. The existing lease has been in holdover status uh, at the current rate, current rental rate since February 1st, and the current annual rent uh, is $44.05 per square foot. We note that the original lease established the base rent for the extended term uh, would be equal to 95% of fair market rent, which suggests a base rent of $38 per square foot based on the appraisal that was uh, requested by the city. 
However, the proposed extension includes annual increases to base rent of 3%, which is lower than the 4% annual increases in the original lease and assumed in the appraisal. Base rent on the proposed extension of $43.43 was established based on section 4.5 of the lease. The real estate division and landlord could not agree on the prevailing market rate, so they both obtained appraisals per section 4.5 and differed by less than 10%. Per the terms of the lease, the average of the two appraisals were used to set the rental rate for the extension. We also note that the proposed extension does not include an option for the city to purchase the property because the landlord declined the real estate division's request for a purchase option. The total annual base costs, including rent, janitorial services, security, utilities, and building maintenance for the proposed extension are $570,513. Um, the rent and operating costs for the additional five-year term would be about $3,029,000, assuming service costs also escalated to the 3% annual rate. And we do recommend approval of the proposed resolution. Thank you. Any questions? Seeing none, let's go to public comment. Yes, members. Uh, the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2497903-8774, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that'll be your signal to begin your comments. Seeing no in-person speakers here in the chamber, and uh, Madam Chair, we have no speakers in the queue. Thank you. Um, seeing no more public comments, public comments is now closed. Mr. Clerk, I would like to move these items to full, ball, full board with positive recommendation. Uh, and please call the roll. On that motion to forward this resolution to the full board with a positive recommendation, Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. Member Safai. Safai, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. We have three ayes. Thank you. This motion passes. Thank you. And Mr. Clerk, please call item number four and five together. Yes, items four and five are resolutions authorizing the Department of Technology approving the first, uh, approving the, uh, first amendments with AT&T, doing business as AT&T Mobility, pursuant to the charter. Item number four is to purchase cellular voice and data services for city departments to extend the agreement term by four years and one month from May 23rd, 2023 for a total term of June 1st, 2020 through June 30th, 2027, and increasing the agreement amount by approximately $9 million for a total contract amount of approximately $18.5 million. Item number five is to purchase public safety-grade wireless communication services for first responders with no change to the term of up to five years and four months, increasing the agreement amount by approximately $13.2 million for a total contract amount of $22.2 million. Members of the public who are joining us remotely and wish to comment on these resolutions, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2497903-8774, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter to speaker line. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand, and when the system indicates you have been unmuted, that will be your signal to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Before we start, though, I, I just really wanted to thank um, the Department of uh, Technology and, and really everybody today here um, for all your work. Uh, I want to give special thanks to um, how she, uh, our strategic sourcing manager from the Department of Technology, but also uh, um, Fang 
Wang on your team, who's the policy analyst. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for your hard work on this. And definitely special shout out to uh, Mike Maskman, uh, who's our chief information security officer, uh, as well as um, Angela Yip from the uh, city's administrator's office. I really thank you so much for working as a team and have, being able to have candid dialogue about you know, seeing sort of vulnerability in these two contracts, both as a way to fight, figure out not just about cost saving, but uh, you know, citywide policy that we have this conversation, both for you know, just managing uh, our devices as well as cybersecurity. Um, so for that, I'm just, I just wanna Thank you publicly and just so that you let you know how much I appreciate all the work that you have done. So thank you so much. And for, with that, I believe look like how she is uh, going to be the one making the presentation today. So the floor is yours. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chair Chen. And good morning, colleagues and supervisors. Thank you for the opportunity to present here. My name is Hao Xie, the Strategic Sourcing Manager at the Department of Technology I'm here to seek your approval for two counter amendments to two existing agreements with AT&T Mobility. So one counter amendment is the first amendment to the AT&T Cellular Voice and Data Service Agreement. The amendment introduces two changes. One is to extend the contract term from three years to seven years and one month. Second is to increase the NOCTOXC amount from 9.5 million to 18.6 million. The contract is widely used by all city departments for AT&T cellular services, including voice, text, and data. And the average monthly cost is about $26.09 per line. The number of lines has increased by about 22% per year on average since the start of the pandemic. And now we have 5,798 uh, 5, lines across the city. The other amendment is the first amendment to the AT&T Public Safety Cellular Services Agreement, also called FirstNet. So the amendment only introduced one change, that is to increase the NOCTOXC amount from 9.0 million to 22.3 million for a term of five years and four months. So about 4.2 million per year on average. So the FirstNet contract provide prioritized cellular services for the first responders. The new services only became available uh, in California after 2018, and the city only entered into the new agreement for the new services in June, in June 2020, less than three years. So about 59% of the lines are for cell phones and the other 41% are for other devices, such as the routers on the police vehicles, the mobile hotspots, laptops, iPads, and so on. The average monthly cost is $48.48 per line. The number of lines has increased by about 28% per year since the start of the pandemic, and now we have 6,259 lines. And big thanks to Chair Chen we, have we are able to use this opportunity to closely, closely evaluate uh, the mobile device usage and policy in the city. Today, equipment purchases and usage decisions are made by individual departments. And the total number of lines with AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Supreme, 
has increased by 46% since the start of the pandemic. So to better control the cost and protect the cybersecurity, after discussing with Supervisor Chen's office, DT agrees to three solutions. First, DT will update the citywide mobile device policy and circulate it among all city departments. Second, DT will develop a solution to track the ordering of all cellular services in the entire city. And third, departmental CFO will be required to certify once a quarter that they have reviewed the mobile device usage report provided by DT and confirm that all the active lines are necessary and are using the most efficient rate plans and all the unnecessary lines will be disconnected or suspended. So now I'm, now I'm happy to answer your questions. And the city's chief information security officer, Mike Messman, and two policy analysts from DT and ADM, uh, Brian Robert and Angela Yi, are also here to help answer your question, if you have any. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Chair, uh, items four and five are proposed resolutions that would approve two contract amendments between the Department of Technology and AT&T. Uh, the first would be uh, the first amendment to the cellular voice and data service contract, extending the term by approximately four years and one month through June 2027 and increasing the not to exceed amount by $9,082,078 uh, for a total not to exceed of $18,582,078. The second um, resolution would um, be the, would be the First Amendment to the Public Safety Grade Wireless Communication Services contract, increasing the amount of that contract by $13,252,968 for a total not to exceed of $22,252,968 with no change to the contract term. Both cellular services contracts with AT&T are through the State of California's CalNet program. Um, we note that the number of AT&T wireless lines between the two contracts has increased by approximately 62% since June of 2020. And this trend was accelerated due to remote and hybrid work environments during the pandemic, as well as cybersecurity concerns of employees using personal phones for work purposes. The high usage has depleted the contracts not to exceed amounts much faster than the department had originally anticipated. Um, we also note that there were approximately um, 3,679 cellular device units across all of the providers that were inactive over the past 60 days at a total average monthly cost of $127,000. However, we do understand that some city departments have requested uh, that DT not disconnect those or suspend service for those unused lines because they may be they may use some devices or SIMs as backups, for example, dual SIMs for police vehicles. Um, we do have a couple recommendations. First, that the board could consider requesting that the Department of Technology staff include stronger controls in the new citywide mobile device use policy, such as requiring departments to provide justification for lines that are kept open on, on underutilized accounts after 60 days of inactivity. Our second recommendation is that the board could consider requesting that Department of Technology staff provide a report to, back to the board on the final COIT approved citywide mobile device use policy, including any controls that may 
help reduce the number of cellular devices, and we recommend approval of the proposed resolutions. Thank you. Um, I think I do have one quick question that is based on the uh, budget and legislative analyst report that's specifically actually about the uh, Sprint and T-Mobile contract that are expiring. I just noted that uh, $5 million each expiring in June 2023. What is the plan for those two? Yeah, so we're going to amend the contract as well, but not adding any money because right now we only have 377 lines with T-Mobile and probably 20 lines with Spring, and Spring already acquired by T-Mobile, so we will, they will be merged. So it will, at the end of the day, we will keep the T-Mobile contract. I see. Because the Sprint is expiring, and you're good, but you're going to expire the Sprint, but you're going to keep T-Mobile. Yeah, Spring will be migrated to T-Mobile because they're already being acquired by T-Mobile. Understood. Okay. Um, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, seeing there's no questions uh, for my colleagues, uh, I would, um, and thank you so much to the Budget and Legislative Analyst Report and recommendation. Um, this is a contract specifically with, uh, you know, AT&T, um, and though the conversation that we have about city policy can't it's not really to amend and to be included in this contract. Nonetheless, we just like to make uh, minor amendments to this legislation to reflect the conversation that we had and the joint commitment that we have. What I do look forward to is uh, starting from June 1st when we start really going through the budget and that conversation to be part of what can we do with that additional inactive uh, 3,000 devices and what do we do to, uh, as you move forward to implement the policy that we have discussed and what can uh, we do with those inactive lines and are there cost saving and also additional cybersecurity uh, policy discussion uh, during, the budget uh, during the budget process. So I appreciate that. Uh, so I first would like to make a motion to amend uh, for the file for these two items, uh, item four and five, that is uh, for four is page two, line seven, and for item five is page two, line five, um, to insert the clause, whereas this contract is in alignment with department efforts to strengthen cost effectiveness and protect cybersecurity. Uh, with that, uh, Mr. Clerk, could you please, um, let's go to public comments first and then we'll come back with this uh, motion to amend. Yes, Madam Chair, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 249-7903-8774, then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that'll be your signal to begin your comments. Seeing no in-person speakers here in the chamber, and Madam Chair, we have no speakers in the queue. Thank you. Seeing no public comments, public comment is now closed. Mr. Clerk, I would like to uh, make the motion to amend item four and five. Please call the roll. On that motion to amend items four and five to include the uh, new RS clauses uh, read into the record by Chair Chan. Vice Chair Mandelman. Mandelman, aye. Member Safai. Safai, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. We have three yes. Thank you. The motion passes, and I think with those amendments, it will reflect the recommendation uh, provided by the budget and legis legis 
budget and legislative analyst uh, report. And then with that, I would like to move this amended item, the both amended items to the full board with positive recommendation. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. On that motion to forward both resolutions to the full board with a positive recommendation as amended. And Vice Chair Mandelman. Mandelman, aye. Member Safai. Safai, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. We have three yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Mr. Clerk, are there any other business before us today? Uh, Chair Chan, that completes our business. Thank you. We are adjourned.